Hey guys, welcome to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, yours truly, your host, Jessica Newsom. Today, I'm going to talk about criticism. Have you guys ever been in a situation where people are criticizing you? Maybe they're telling you the truth, but they're doing it the wrong way. Maybe they don't know the truth and they're coming up with their own understanding and their own opinion from bits and pieces of things that they've seen, you know, and, uh, that's frustrating. I don't know about you guys, but oftentimes when I am faced with, with criticism that I feel is incorrect or, or, or done the wrong way, my wall goes up. You know, I get angry, I get frustrated, and I want to be vindicated right now. God, you said vengeance is yours, do it, right? What What is the delay, you know? And so I think two big factors as far as dealing with criticism, one is trusting that God will vindicate you, trusting that God will handle it, you know, and, and not worrying about it, giving it to him. And then the other side of it is forgiving, uh, people who may have criticized you the wrong way or had the wrong understanding about something and then judged you and criticized you for it. Learning how to walk away, learning how to say, you know what, God's got it and I'm going to forgive them. Forgiveness is something that can hold you back from your destiny. Whatever it is that God has for you, if we can't forgive others, the Bible says that God can't forgive us. That's harsh, right? And so there's situations where where I'm frustrated with someone and I'm like, God, I forgive them, I forgive them. And then a couple of days later, I think about the situation or maybe someone brings it up and I get upset all over again. And it's just like a heart check. Like, did you really forgive? Because you have been here acting like it happened yesterday and you are livid. What I often tell myself, what I always tell other people is, it's like an onion. There's so many aspects of your life that is like an onion. It's layers that need to be peeled away. So that initial, I forgive that person in spite of what they did, how they did it, uh, all that stuff. I am choosing to forgive because I am not going to let them hold me back from what God has for me. That's like one layer of the onion. But then there's times when the enemy wants to, 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 to poke at that thing and say, Hey, they aren't even like thinking about you. They don't care. They still think the same thing. That's incorrect. They're probably spreading gossip and rumors about you. And he's poking at that. He's poking at that thing that, that you forgave. He's poking at that area. And oftentimes we have like this choice to where it's like, okay, I can remind the enemy and myself that I forgave that person that I let it go. And I, you know, and you know what? I forgive again. It's coming back up in my heart. I'm getting frustrated all over again. You know what? I'm laying that thing down again. Another layer to that onion being peeled, okay? But it's frustrating. So can you handle the truth? That's my first question. Can you handle the truth when someone does it in the right way? Can you handle it? Sometimes we don't want to hear the truth because it tugs at our pride or ego, right? or, um, reputation that we think we have, or we do have whatever. Sometimes that truth rubs up against stuff that we shouldn't even have in the first place. Pride. We don't need to have pride. So when someone tells us the truth, are we humble enough? I'm talking about if they do it in the right way, are we humble enough to say, okay, you know what? Let me take a step back, do some self-analyzing 
and look at my inward self and see where I may have gotten it wrong. Is there, God, any truth to what this person is telling me? And if you have your heart totally open to that and say, God, reveal to me um, if this is true or not, because if I've been blinded, forgive me, like open my eyes, open the eyes of my understanding, then, then that's a good place to be. But if you notice in your life that when someone tries to come to you in love and correct you or tell you the truth and you automatically get defensive, we need to kind of check our hearts on that one. Sometimes we get a little too big for our britches. Maybe it's with the position. Maybe it's with status to where we don't want anyone coming and telling us about ourselves because we're good. We're right. But at the same time, we know that we're all faulty. We know when it's pride that's in our hearts. If you let position, your position, take precedence over the areas in your life that need changing, you turn a blind eye to it. That is a problem. And pride comes before what? A fall. So can you handle criticism that is done the right way? Second part, what about criticism that comes that's not correct? Man, I have been in situations where people come to me and I think what can be confusing about it is when it's multiple people that come to you with the same thing. I think if we're humble, we tend to say, okay, well, if it's a multitude of people that's telling me this, then there might be some truth to it. And that's true. So again, take a step back, look inward. Do we have to humble ourselves, right? Is there pride that we need to get rid of? But then other times when people gossip and they get together and they have this little community talk and they all come up with the same conclusion because they're all gossiping, right? And not minding their own business and letting God be God, right? Then they could all come up with the same, they, they could all come into agreement with the same conclusion and then come at you the wrong way, right? That is the one that bugs me the most, the most. I've been in situations where people come to me with this conclusion that is totally false. And I could say a million times, oh, that's not true because da, 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 and I correct them. I don't necessarily like, you could say, oh, I hear you, but no, I don't feel that way. No, I don't think that way. No, I don't believe that. You can correct them. But sometimes people choose to still believe a lie. Side note, which really isn't a side note. Sometimes people think they're hearing from God when it's really the enemy that's coming to still kill, destroy, and cause div uh, division in a place, in a friendship, in a relationship. So we have to know, are we hearing from God? Or are we hearing from the enemy? Am I jumping on the bandwagon? because it's the most popular uh, thought or understanding? Or am I seeking God and God revealed this to me? And in those situations, it's frustrating because you could tell people over and over again, that's not the truth. But if they choose to still believe the lie, you got to let it go. You have got to let it go. And I have found in my life that that is so difficult because I have had an issue with people pleasing and God's like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna work on that. Right. And so it just 
bugs me because I'm like, no, that's not true. I don't want you to believe that lie about me. Right. And then you can't convince someone that their thought process was wrong and it can hurt, especially if you love that person or trust that person or think that that person, you know, would normally not act the way they would act. And that's so frustrating and disheartening, but you have to give it to God because you could sit there and act all crazy and try to be like, no, let me convince everybody. It's so it's, it's pointless. It can cause more issues. Um, the enemy will take that drama that we are stirring up because we're trying to be God in our own might. God, I'm gonna fix this. Don't even worry about it. You're moving too slow. God, I got this. I'm gonna fix this. And we could be working for the enemy instead of God who says, you know what? Be still know that I am Lord. I got it. Vengeance is mine. (sighs) I'm saying vengeance is mine, but sometimes it's just correction. I guess if you're really upset, then you'll pull a vengeance is mine, but God will correct their hearts at some point in time. Maybe it has to happen over and over again for God to come in and, and do that. We look at Saul, man, Saul was the king, but he started to let pride really just overtake him. He started to get really paranoid and started to do things in his own might. And he was just at unrest in his soul. His soldiers, his people knew, hey, something's going on with this guy, but no one was willing to stand up to the king except for one person, right? David. David was willing to say, man, like, yeah, like something is wrong. And you know what? Other people were too. Let me correct that. Other people were too, but it is David who said, you know what? God's got this. Don't touch God's anointed. God's going to handle this. Let's just do our part. Let's love him. Let's pray for him, right? Let's, let's still serve him because this is the place where, where, where God has me. Maybe it's a job and you're just like, well, I'm still here. Then you serve to the best of your ability. You serve, uh, not conditioned on someone else's actions, but you serve based on God's command that says you serve, you honor, and you love that person. God will handle it. God will handle it. So when it comes down to that, um, how you handle criticism determines whether you're ready to walk into the next phase of your life or imprisoned by your own emotions. If you can learn to forgive, love, move on, and let God deal with the drama, then that's a good place to be. You are rising above, above the, the, the mess. You are rising above the drama. You are rising above the pettiness that may be going on around you. Right. And when you do that, I mean, come on, we have better things to deal with better things to be consumed about. I'd rather be consumed with God and his goodness and his love than frustration, worry, anxiety about the drama that's going on around me. That's not going to help to focus on that. And so when we can rise above that, we don't have to stay imprisoned to our feelings and our emotions because then we, we, we become led by them. They consume us and then we end up becoming pawns of the enemy, used by the enemy because we let those things fester, grow, build up a callus around us and it motivates our 
every move, our next step. But when we can break free from those track, from, from, from those shackles by constantly forgiving, constantly loving when the enemy comes in and he starts whispering that stuff. Oh, you know, they're talking about you. Oh, you know, this is going on. Oh, you know, he won't forgive you. Oh, you know that, that, that she's still thinking that about you, all that stuff. When you give into that, you know, it'll, it'll weigh you down. But when you could push that aside and say, you know what? God's got it. God fights my battles. I'm going to stand here and worship him and praise him and remind myself and the devil. I forgive them again and again. I love them over and over. I'm going to do what God has me to do. And I'm going to walk straight in that, on that narrow path that God has for me. And that wide path that everyone walks down that wide path of drama, of garbage, of gossip, of, of pride. I'm not going to walk down that path because I have better things to do. And I I have a purpose that is above the drama. So when it comes down to all that stuff, guys, choose to forgive, choose to look inward and say, what truth is there to this? Because oftentimes um, in a lot of situations, there is truth. And I've had to come to myself and say, you know what? There is truth in some of this and say, God, let's work on that. Let's deal with that. God, okay, correct me in that. Awesome. You take the good, you leave the bad. You eat the meat, spit out the bones, right? Um, thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Please subscribe, an ex-lesbian podcast. I love you guys. I thank you guys, and I'll talk to you later.